Hi, everyone, and welcome to Food Disruptors, an IFT podcast that brings you the latest insights and perspectives from some of the brightest minds in the science of food. Each episode, our guests discuss the ever-changing intersection of entrepreneurship, innovation, and science, and their role in advancing the global food system. Since 2017, IFT's Global Food Traceability Center has worked with the World Wildlife Fund to advance a unified framework by convening seafood companies and other relevant stakeholders as part of the global dialogue on seafood traceability. In June 2020, the FDA launched the new era of smarter food safety, low or no cost tech-enabled traceability challenge to advance the widespread, consistent implementation of traceability systems across the food industry. In light of the challenge and the growing importance of industry adoption of traceability systems, we've brought together a few experts to discuss the latest in traceability, particularly in the seafood industry. I'm your host, Matt Teagarden, and today we're joined by IFT's Senior Traceability Manager, Blake Harris, and Tracy Linder, the Manager of Global Seafood Traceability with the World Wildlife Fund. We're going to learn more about the importance of seafood traceability and what this work could mean for the application of traceability systems in other verticals. Tracy and Blake, thanks so much for joining me today. Yeah, happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us, Matt. I'm really excited to talk about seafood and really food traceability today. Yeah, so Blake, maybe if you could help us kick things off, could you define traceability for us? And let's specifically talk about traceability with respect to the food supply chain. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to actually define a a couple of key terms that we're going to be referencing today. Uh, And that's going to be traceability, transparency, and interoperability. Hmm. Uh, so, So traceability is the ability to identify, capture, and share information about food ingredients and products as they move through the supply chain. Right. So what does that mean? Um, or how is this done? And it's achieved by capturing key data elements at critical tracking events. So what does this jargon mean? <laughs> well, critical tracking events are processes or transactions that occur at significant points within an operation and are associated generally with like product movement. So some examples would be when you receive product, um, somehow inventory moving uh, within a facility, input, output, shipping, something like that. So when something changes hands or when something changes forms, that's a critical tracking event. And then the data that is collected at those points is referred to as the key data elements. And that's information that is recording the important traceability related factors so examples of key data elements would be like a lot number a product description a time or a date a receiver or shipper information or like a unit of measure right and so so those key data elements are collected at those critical tracking events and that's that's generally how we view traceability in the food industry Uh, transparency, it sometimes honestly gets uh, used interchangeably with traceability, but it's the act of sharing that traceability information. Mm -hmm. And transparency is incredibly important because it's what enables the benefits of traceability. 
So whether you're sharing this traceability data with supply chain partners, regulators, or customers, um, you're not going to really get benefits unless there's information shared between uh, with you and someone else. And then the last term that I'm going to go into is interoperability. <laughs> uh, I feel like this is not a commonly used term. Uh, maybe Tracy and I probably use it more than anybody else, but it is ensuring that everyone kind of in your ecosystem is collecting those same key data elements at the same critical tracking events in the same way so that systems can share it easily. So interoperability between computer systems is basically ensuring that they're speaking the same language in order to, to share that data. So traceability is identifying, capturing the data, transparency is sharing it, and interoperability is ensuring that everybody understands the language that that data is captured and shared in. Well, thank you for that. I mean, I think that helps clear a lot of things up in terms of, of what these things are, but why, why are these three elements important for the food industry to implement within and across supply chains? Traceability is important for everyone in the food supply chain, and this is including consumers of food, <laughs> which means it's important for everyone. So listen up, people. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it's it's important, you know, for businesses. For example, let's say you have a, a a recall on tomatoes. Well, if you've got a good traceability system, it would allow you to quickly narrow the scope of that recall. So rather than tossing out every tomato and everything that's got tomatoes in it in your store, you're able to reduce the food waste, reduce the the cost to you, the cost to your suppliers. And also re reduce the time and effort of your employees, right? Because you're able to kind of get to this information quickly. Also with in the business context, supply chain visibility. If you're sharing that data with your suppliers or your customers, and you can kind of understand the, the inventory and or the raw materials and how they're, they're moving through the supply chain, uh, or even project supply disruption, just makes it a lot easier to plan. Um, it's important for sustainability, right? If you don't have traceability, how do you know where your products are coming from? How do you know that they were produced sustainably? And authenticity. And specific to the seafood industry, I mean, there's a report coming out every other day talking about, you know, the fraud of <laughs> somebody substituting a low-value fish for a high-value one and kind of hoodwinking the, the consumer. Right. It's important for consumers because you want to make sure that you're 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 feeding yourself and your family food that was produced safely. Uh, and then you know another thing that's on consumers' minds are labor rights. Right, you want to make sure that the farm workers and the processing staff they were all treated and paid fairly. And then third, kind of the third leg of that stool is is the government and regulatory bodies. So think the uh, FDA or the CBP uh, and increased traceability makes sure that they can do their job more efficiently the more information they have on where a product came from. And Tracy, do you have any thoughts to add to that? Yeah, Blake explained that very eloquently. It's it's complicated, but it's important. And it's particularly important for seafood as it's the most globalized of all food commodities. Um, seafood supply chains 
are often called a web because they can complexly weave across multiple oceans and continents. Some consumers might be surprised to hear that some food or a seafood product that they've purchased was potentially caught in Chile, um, potentially shipped then overseas to be processed in China, and then shipped back to the U.S. for them to consume. So it's a long supply chain passing through multiple hands, and it can get complicated. And this is particularly important for traceability because the global web of production and trade allows consumers access to the seafood from every corner of the planet, but inherently brings with it new risks and new responsibilities for businesses. So there are numerous efforts now focused on improving transparency. As Blake mentioned, this is to make it more visible of where the fish has caught, fought, and sold. But there still has remained a gap for enabling efficient, full supply chain product traceability. So this is ensuring that you can find out where the fish that you're eating was caught or farmed and how it was handled throughout the entire supply chain as it then landed on your plate for consumption. So ultimately improving transparency of the seafood sector is going to benefit businesses and the ecosystems and people in which the industry depends. And thankfully technology exists to improve seafood traceability, but until very recently, there were gaps for technology systems as they weren't being designed to enable companies to seamlessly communicate the same product information with their suppliers, customers, and potentially to government databases. This ties into what Blake was mentioning about interoperability. So an example I like to use is with banks. It doesn't matter which bank you operate with. You can use your ATM card in any ATM machine and receive money out and it can communicate to your bank fairly seamlessly. But up until recently, traceability systems were designed so that only one company using that system would be able to communicate information to that same system. They weren't speaking the same language across the technologies. So WWF has actually been working with IFT to create the solution to this answer. And this is where the effort called the Global Dialogue on Seafood Traceability comes in. Uh, the acronym for it is GDST, so I might refer to it as that throughout the podcast. But this effort was led by WWF in partnerships with IFT and numerous seafood companies, which included some of the largest multinational brands that stepped up to change the future of traceability and enable digital and interoperable practices. This effort was a multi-year process. It involved more than 60 seafood companies. And at the end, the Global Dialogue drafted the first ever traceability standards for seafood that do enable digital and interoperable data exchange. So this means that companies now utilizing these standards can exchange product information in real time and choose the traceability system that's best for them so that it makes business sense and they can still easily exchange product information throughout their supply chains, creating um, easily accessible and reliable product information. So these standards and guidelines, if companies are interested, are called GDST 1.0, and we feel that they really lay the foundation to achieve the traceability necessary for responsible seafood production. So I want to dive into sort of the, the impact that this is having on the fishing industry, pun kind of included there. Um, <laughs> but, but I am curious too with... Uh, 
you know, your mention of transparency, I can imagine that it, it sounds like there's been headway made um, with companies adopting some level of transparency, but are there other um, sort of barriers that have come up with that? Because it's interesting, you know, as from a consumer perspective, I don't necessarily see any transparency yet with some of this traceability. Some of these traceability efforts, are there examples of where I might be wrong, where there is um, some like publicly accessible traceability, or is that adoption still a little bit further behind? That is happening. So I should clarify that the GDST and many traceability and transparency efforts are what are called B2B, business to business. So it's about companies being able to exchange agreed upon information. And within the transparency language, we should clarify that often information that's exchanged is specific to products and it's the necessary information to verify claims around products. So sustainability claims, social responsibility claims. Very rarely will companies as the customers request commercially sensitive information. They won't request things about your internal operations, your prices. So I think some companies can feel apprehensive about sharing information because obviously the more that's visible, the more risk they might encounter as far as how they stay competitive in the market. But ultimately, this is just necessary information that needs to be shared to confirm how and where the seafood was harvested and handled throughout its life cycle. And as long as the same companies around the industry are agreeing to sharing the same pieces of information, it no longer becomes commercially sensitive. And we've also built in um, sensitivities to certain pieces of data that companies might be less willing to share. So for instance, in the fishing industry, many companies are very sensitive to where they catch their fish as they feel it can be um, critically important to their ability to have the best fish or the most quantity. And so we've created in our standards a little bit of wiggle room there where companies can choose how much information they want to share and to what level of granularity for catch location, but still provide enough information for the end buyers to confirm legality if that becomes a question for them. Um, but there are more efforts around uh, business to consumer. There are some companies that have labels you can scan now and learn more about where your fish was caught and importantly now the human aspect who caught it, um, dive a little bit into their story, but it is less common than the transparency that occurs between businesses. So there's a lot of trust between consumers and the businesses they purchase from to be sure that those companies are taking the necessary steps and the consumer doesn't have to do a lot of work, hopefully on their end. They can just demand that of their grocery store and then hopefully their grocery store has the commitments and follow through to provide those products in line with their values. Right. Well, th thanks so much for, for clearing that up because I, th I think this uh, issue of transparency is just so interesting and it's really cool to see you know, how it's being tackled in a way that's sensitive to uh, business needs and see how it's advancing as we move through it. But let's dive into you know, traceability systems, specifically um, how they impact the fishing industry. What are some of the bigger impacts that this has with you know, products from the fishing industry? Does it impact reliability, recalls, social responsible practices? I think you've touched on a few of these, but if you wouldn't mind diving a little bit deeper, Tracy. Sure. I mean, it really impacts all of those things. It's the necessary information you have to learn more about your supply chains and their operations, to learn more about product claims and, and if they're in line with your commitments. 
And there's a lot of benefits for businesses and really the entire sector across the supply chain from production, marketing, and a value chain management perspective. Uh, the qualitative benefits are numerous that have been well documented, and this includes protection of public health. So for years, there's been regulations and strict standards and rules in place around health and safety of seafood products and other food products. Traceability can help improve trade. As I've mentioned, strengthen sustainability practices. Uh, as you brought up, Matt, it can increase consumer trust so that the consumer feels confident that they're eating the fish that the label says they're eating and that it's from where it says they believe it to be from. And quality assurance, knowing that the fish is fresh, it was handled the way that they were told it was, and ultimately reducing brand risk. Companies are really elevating the importance of environmental and labor practices. And so in order to meet these commitments and provide a fair and sustainable product to their consumers, they need to lower their risk by having sufficient information about where their products are coming from. There's also been some economic benefits that we've noted from companies. So beyond the brand risk and those benefits, we've seen that traceability can improve product recall efficiencies, as you noted. If there's an issue, if they have that data, they can quickly go into their shelves, find those products, and reduced waste then from getting rid of potential products that might be compromised if, in fact, they're not because they have effective traceability. Traceability gives them more visibility into their operations, especially internally, so then they can make improvements to better allocate staff time, reduce packaging and other product waste, just generally improve operational efficiencies. So traceability can be a significant effort and sometimes a notable cost up front, but we're finding from companies, once they implement effective systems, it can really drive high operational efficiencies that lead to overall cost reduction. So it's a little bit of work up front that usually pays off and is a big driver for them in the end. Yeah, I, th I think that makes a lot of sense because just now if people have any sort of traceability in their business, it feels like it's kind of like Excel sheets that different people own and like you have to call a lot of people, email a lot of people to finally get an answer. So I you know, having more of an automated system like you're talking about can be, or at least an interoperable system can be really, really helpful. With it can be that there. way. And I mean, you'd be shocked and probably your audience would be shocked to hear that many companies are still paper-based. Yeah. I think our lives are so little paper-based that it really would surprise you that fax machines and <laughs> binders full of documents are still a reality in the seafood industry. And yeah it's kind of become a way of operating. And I think it aligns to sometimes a lack of trust of who gets the data and how easily accessible it is. But obviously the world is digital and we see as consumers how easy it is to find and exchange digital information. So the seafood industry is moving in that direction and it's happening more quickly than ever now. Welcome to the future, seafood industry. <laughs> <laughs> We're here waiting, arms right. are open. <laughs> so, so Blake, We've touched a little bit on concerns surrounding socially responsible practices, um, especially, you know, consumer concerns. Um, consumers are asking for more socially responsible practices in, in different food industries. And this isn't unique to, to seafood. Do you feel like uh, traceability standards could help improve kind of food industry practices as a whole uh, through other verticals? If so, how? 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I don't want to just call out seafood and their paper-based practices because you know that that's that's really that's really something that you see across all food commodities, right? And and when you think about it, you know, in seafood, you've got all these boats, anything from like an industrial tuna vessel to some somebody going out and like a little dinghy catching catching fish right and so it it seems man how are we going to get our arms around something like that but then when you compare it to other food supply chains you know you do have instances where there could be hundreds of thousands of farms in any one country producing any one commodity you know you look at cocoa and there's hundreds of thousands of farms in um, the Ivory Coast. Even look at beef in the U.S. and there's, I think, close to three quarters of a million cow-calf operations here, right? And so, you know, when you look at these extremely disaggregated production level food supply chains, it, it is very difficult to, to track any of these as they move through to get created into consumer goods. And they and a lot of them have these same environmental and labor concerns kind of in, inherent within those supply chains. So the thinking is, right, if we can if we can do this with the global dialogue for seafood traceability, the GDST, it can provide a template because if you can accomplish something like this in seafood, you can accomplish it anywhere in any commodity. There's no excuse anymore. <laughs> Um, but you know, with, with developing and implementing traceability standards that promote digitization, again, moving away from that paper-based system of data, um, is really the only way to improve the tracking of food safety, labor, or environment, and even things, you know, like carbon offsets, which are becoming more important than ever. But without that digitization and with that huge, you know, disaggregation at the producer level, it's impossible to do, you know, the analysis and understanding that you really need for these globally traded food commodities. Blake, when you talk about digitization, I mean, I know some some food industry places that are still kind of on Windows 95, and that's not what we're talking about here. But what role can some of this more, you know, advanced current day technology play in making the foods we eat more traceable? Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> kind of just going going off my my last answer. It's it's incredibly important, but I think the good news is that the technology that we have today, and even the technology that we had uh, <laughs> ten years ago. It, it can enable that that fully traceable supply chain. Um, and, and, you know, I think one of the things that people get stuck on is, you know, you know, what's what's the new technology? What what should I be implementing? What should I look at? But but the reality is the difficulty isn't isn't the technology. It's getting those supply chain actors organized. Again, I'm going back to the key data elements, right? These critical tracking events that I, I went over before. It's getting everyone organized, agreeing on what needs to be collected, when does it need to be, when does it need to be collected, and how do I transfer that information to you? Because if you think about it, everyone in the supply chain 
um, you know, has has their own goals and aspirations. They have their own information that they do or they don't want to share. And, and it is a large group of people that you're trying to get on the same page. And so, you know, I, I think technology is going to play a huge role, but it's also getting everyone uh, aligned on what to what data to send through that technology. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly what IFT and WWF are working on with the GDST. Um, and again, hoping that we can create a template for that for seafood uh, and and so that it can be used in other food commodities, you know, they can follow in our footsteps. Uh, and to help move things like this along, We've done some really cool things. We've run some some hackathons. So a hackathon is a short one, two day long event where teams of experts are given technical problems and they compete to come up with new and creative ways of solving that problem. Right. Um, we work with industry to support implementation pilots and, and then we'll provide public reports on the key findings that came up when we were running those pilots so others can learn um, from, from past experiences and, and they don't have to spend their time working through the same problems, uh, that somebody else in the industry already has. And then, you know, we've developed tools that enable systems to check how complete traceback data is. Um, so I guess to answer your question, creative use of technology is key to making food more traceable and, and it's going to play a, a crucial role now in the past and, and moving forward. Well, and I think it's good to hear too that, you know, traceability, even on this podcast, right, we've talked about some of the enabling technology with traceability that could certainly make it easier, but it is still accessible, even if you don't have that sort of really advanced technology is what I'm hearing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and smartphone use is growing incredibly rapidly. Mm -hmm. I, I have a a pretty lengthy aquaculture background. So a lot of my work, you know, was in Southeast Asia and, you know, you may not necessarily have internet connectivity everywhere, you know, in a, or at a shrimp farm in in Vietnam, but it's getting there. And and now you're going to have more connectivity through, you know, smartphones, through better internet access. And it's, it's only increasing. um, And, any excuses kind of not to get on board they're really just that they're just excuses and so i think technology is the way forward there's a lot of really cool tools out there that companies and supply chains can use and i'm really excited to to kind of see what happens in the next five or so years so so tracy i want to turn back to you we've talked a lot about why the industry should care about traceability and, and how important it is Um, And I know you mentioned with consumers that it might help certain companies build trust with their consumers, but why else should consumers care about a food supply chain that is traceable with regard to seafood or, or other commodities? So yeah, that's a great question. And as I mentioned earlier, full supply chain traceability gives both businesses and consumers the information they need to ensure that the seafood that you and your family are consuming is one safe to eat, and also that it's in line with your values. So many consumers nowadays, as we've discussed, are caring more and more about the health of our planet and the sustainability of 
the seafood and how it was caught and handled throughout its life cycle. So increasing transparency and traceability in global seafood production will help take this question and responsibility out of the consumer's hands and ultimately put it in those that handle the seafood before it gets to them. So improved traceability will first allow your national government to help flag if there's seafood entering markets that might be harvested illegally or with unfair labor practices. And then ultimately your local grocery store that you should hope has a commitment and is paying attention to these aspects as well. So they can follow up to ensure that their suppliers are providing them with product that also is in line with their commitments. As a consumer, if you have questions about your store's traceability, I encourage you to ask them. You can write to company headquarters, you can talk to your local store, and often you'll find there are practices in place. They may not be as transparent to consumers as some stores choose to highlight, but it is within the customer's hands to make this request known and ultimately push um, businesses and retailers towards making their product information more transparent and their commitments towards sustainable and socially responsible products more robust. Um, the first part of that, which I think is probably the most important to consumers, is food safety. So improved traceability, as uh, Blake mentioned, helps create more efficient product tracebacks for recalls. So that means when a retailer finds out that it potentially has a contaminated product, they can very efficiently go through their digital records, find that product on the shelves, and immediately remove it before you ever take it home. So having global standards like the GDST standards, this enables real-time digital data transfer. So it helps facilitate record keeping that can enable companies to rapidly locate and then recall potentially compromised products. And so ultimately, better data on the origin of seafood will help prevent product from contaminated or polluted sources or product that was harvested illegally or using unethical practices from ever entering your national markets. So this is what we're working towards first from a business perspective, and then also as we have capacity to bring it in governments as they're also collecting traceability data and taking it in as they begin to allow certain products to enter markets and defer other products that they believe don't meet their regulations and standards. Yeah, Matt, I guess just to sum, sum up what I just heard Tracy say is you just got to ask yourself, are you comfortable eating food that you have no idea where it came from? Hmm. So I have to imagine, as with everything in the food industry, COVID has probably had some sort of effect on efforts around traceability. Tracy, do you have any sort of thoughts around that or have you noticed anything around that? Yeah, absolutely. I would say, you know, COVID while being a huge issue and obviously, you know, a an international uh, disaster for us has on one bright side, highlighted the importance of traceability for food businesses and for consumers, and I think really accelerated some companies towards the future of traceability. We've realized more than ever how interwoven our world is, how complex and interwoven our supply chains are, which includes food. And I think food is one of the most important when it comes to health and safety, particularly in a time of a global pandemic. So we're seeing stories of Unfortunately, some outbreaks in production facilities among staff, um, some potential issues in farms or other facilities. And so 
companies are realized now is the time to be able to quickly be able to access this information, know if the seafood they're sourcing came from that production facility, and quickly address that risk and potentially remove recalled products. So as I mentioned, you know, if there is a bright side, it's good to see companies seeing that they may not have as much visibility into their complex supply chains as they thought they did and taking immediate steps to begin to improve that and have better product traceability so that they can provide their consumers and those of us with you know, justifiable concerns about the origin and the health of our food products that it is in fact safe to eat and that it did not in fact come from places that may have been compromised due to COVID issues. So we're seeing it as, as driving companies towards the future as they know that this may not be the last global pandemic and um, supply chain traceability and visibility is more important than ever. Great. Blake, any, any thoughts to add there? Yeah, I mean, I would also say, you know, in, in the context of digitization, right, all, all the organizations that we generally worked at were forced into a more digital office space, right? And that that's the same for the food industry. People can't go visit facilities. They can't, you know, go do audits or meet face to face. So they have had to figure out new ways of, you know, collecting and, and sharing information. So I think from that front, the, the the pandemic has has probably spurred a little bit more of this digitization in these supply chains than may have happened uh, otherwise. Hmm. Yeah, so definitely some outside pressure pushing for some advancement here. <laughs> so I do have um, two kind of closing questions. The first one's for Tracy. I got to ask, is Tracy for, short for traceability? <laughs> you know, it took me about three years of working on seafood traceability for someone <laughs> to point the synergy out to me. And it was not, ironically, a person in comms at another organization. So... <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes life just kind of takes you where you were meant to be. And, and maybe this was my, my birth origin story, but it at least makes for that nice icebreaker. So I'm glad that it stood out to you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe on, you know, a little bit of a more serious note, Tracy, I'll let you start. You know, what do you think the future of food traceability looks like? We've, we've touched on it a little bit, but I don't know if we want to think a little bit further out than the next, you know, three to five years. What's sort of the ultimate state of this? Yeah, I think ultimately, from my perspective, it does look bright. I think it's been a slower process than we may have seen with other topics of consideration. But we really need to take into context that seafood sustainability has been in the spotlight and heavily being worked on for the past 25 to 30 years. So it's been a long road. And I would say that traceability, at least in the seafood sector, has really been visible and a topic of importance for the past 10 or so which seems like a long time, but when it comes to changing a global seafood industry, that's really just a small blip in the time scale. but it's gaining momentum faster than ever now. And I think this is largely due to the momentum from the global dialogue on seafood traceability. The standards that were created and the momentum from these companies enabled an on-ramp for a global seafood industry to begin using affordable and efficient digital systems that enable them to then communicate their product information in real time. And like many things in large systems, 
we need everybody on board. It won't work if some companies do this in isolation. So the sooner that the industry can begin implementing the GDST standards, the sooner every business and national government and ultimately global consumers will be able to have access to reliable information about their seafood. So we're really calling for businesses and the supportive stakeholders in the sector to begin endorsing and using the GDST standards and guidelines because making seafood traceability systems interoperable and digital, I feel is no longer an option for the industry. It's the future that it's moving in. And I hope that leading businesses will start taking action now and join the movement of pioneers that have already begun seeing this as the future and already begun implementing the standards. I mean, I 100% agree with what you said, Tracy. I would, I would add that you know, working in this space, and and when you're trying to kind of shape these super complicated systems, it is it's hard to see progress from day to day. So it's it's always nice to kind of look back at the enormous accomplishments that have been realized over the years, and then looking forward. Traceability comes up as a topic now, you know, everywhere in, in regulation. Matt, you mentioned the FDA launching this new era of smarter food safety, the the lower no cost tech enabled traceability challenge, right? It's a it's a focus of of regulators now. Um, and, and then at the same time, when you think about what's what's possible over the next decade as this exponential growth in technology happens and, and, and implementation and the global spread of, you know, smartphones being used and internet enabled toaster ovens, right? <laughs> how connected we will be and how connected our supply chains are going to be is just extremely exciting to think about. Well, it's good. We need, we need enthusiastic people to help, help lead the, the pioneers here, as Tracy said. So yeah, thank you both for taking the time to, to talk today. I know I learned a lot about traceability. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, thank you, Matt. And to our listeners, if you're enjoying Food Disruptors, please let us know by leaving a review on iTunes or by connecting with IFT. You can find us at IFT on Twitter and by searching the Institute of Food Technologists on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thanks for listening to Food Disruptors. I'm your host, Matt Teagarden. Have a great day, everyone.